You're live. It's Tuesday morning, the early bird podcast sessions. Stefan Maya with you at itsouls.com. Tuesday, analyzing the lyric. What lyric? Mr. Crowley. 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 It's proper pronunciation. Uh, song written by uh, artist, celebrity, Ozzy Osbourne. And uh, we're going to look into that a bit and have a discussion on it. Uh, you know, it's been a song that's been in my life for a long time. It has a great many um, memorial pathogens to various places and faces, familiar locations, and adventures of my rebellious youth. Mr. Crowley, as Ozzy would pronounce it. Um, but... Uh, the name of the man was Crow, Crowley. So that's what we're going to get into. Please consider uh, subscribing, right? Subscribing, following, liking, rumble, share, comment, all that kind of good stuff. And um, consider signing up to addedsouls.locals.com. You can sign up there for free over at our freedom platform, our community. And from there, you can choose of your own free will if you would like to support and get some exclusive content and uh, find substance in the in the material that is uh, produced. And if so, well, by all means, you'll be purchasing my quote-unquote tents, and that allows me to put food on the table for uh, my family. And God's grace is good, and he always provides through the compassion of all of you out there who are faithful in him. That good? Mr. Crowley, I'm a, for... For sake of how everyone calls him, Mr. Crowley will work. However, I think the authentic pronunciation of the man was Crow. Mr. Crowley. Alistair Crowley. Alistair Crowley. Um, you know, if you know, uh, you know, you know, you know. If you know Ozzy, yeah, he's a crazy guy. And he's quite the crazy dude. And he is uh, and was... Um, heavy into the occult, as a great many of them are in the entertainment world. Some of them more transparently so. They will proclaim it and promote it and encourage it. Others more of a covert nature. Those are a bit dangerous uh, because they tend to get deeper into Satanism and the occult and various other strange, quote-unquote, sorceries. But um, Ozzy didn't hide anything. I mean, his whole act... His whole shtick was being the Prince of Darkness, you know, the devil himself almost in the persona of this kind of dark force in the music industry. It sells a lot of tickets, but for me personally, I understood all of that together with the occult and how deep it goes through the lyricism of Ozzy or Black Sabbath before him and those within the band. Because not all lyrics were written by Ozzy Osbourne, though performed by Ozzy. Sometimes it's a collaboration of uh, the musicians in the band. Sometimes it's uh, someone else entirely. But um, Ozzy did have lyrics, don't get me wrong. He did certainly write songs. Uh, when it came to Mr. Crowley, he wrote some, and I believe the bassist of his day on the Blizzard of Oz album uh, wrote some parts in that song as well. Mr. Crowley, Mr. Alistair Crowley, um, is an individual I dove deep into knowing in my past life many years ago now because I found it intriguing. It may have come, of course, from Ozzy's song, Mr. Crowley, and myself saying, well, 
who's that? And why would he be mentioned? And then the rabbit hole opened. And let me tell you something. The rabbit hole is deep. I've watched various um, documentaries, read some of his novels and some, and, and looked at what, why is he found in the music industry? And believe it or not, you, you though you may not know the name Mr. Aleister Crowley, um, you certainly perhaps have had albums that glorified him or had his influence in them. For instance, the Beatles cover had Crowley on it. Um, Jimmy Page and Led Zeppelin were heavily influenced by him. Jimmy Page even purchasing one of his homes, I think, Mr. Crowley's homes. Uh, Jimmy Page or, or my, uh, yeah. Uh, and, you know, uh, various other, I mean, a whole bunch of celebrities, even today in the Hollywood realm, in the entertainment realm, pay homage one way or another or associate themselves with the in influence of Aleister Crowley. So you can watch various documentaries about him. I think uh, probably one of the best I've seen was uh, titled The Most Evil Man on Earth or something along those lines. It's been a while. It's been a minute. I mean, we're talking about perhaps 15 years ago, 20 years ago. So the song Mr. Crow Mr. Crowley from Ozzy Osbourne, of course, has a, um, has a presence to it. It has a spirit to it that is memorable for those of us who have delved deep into the world and its practices and its ways, its thoughts, its view. And um, I always found it like the first time I ever heard Mr. Crowley play on a record. It was like, Phew, that sounds very scary. There's, there's an essence to it. There's a presence, there's an influence, there's something in this song, the melody, the, the way it's arranged, the way it's um, produced. And of course, Ozzy's voice in uh, the manner in which he um, uh, uh, reveals the lyrics, if you will, and, and everything was just like it's a memorable song for me in my life and for a, obviously a great, mil a great millions more uh, who were just like me at the time. So I was kind of in curious, like, what is this song that has this quote-unquote magic to it, this uh, strange sorcery to it about a man named Aleister Crowley, Mr. Crowley. So we're going to talk about that a bit. I'll open up the lyrics as we do and just have ourselves a discussion. But before we do that, I want to tell you a bit about Mr. Crowley because it would make no sense to read the lyrics Ozzy and his bassist wrote and, and, and uh, uh, performed without us knowing a bit about Aleister Crowley. Well, this man, Aleister Crowley, was an English occultist, okay? A ceremonial magician, a poet, a painter, a novelist, and a uh, mountaineer. He founded the religion of Thelema, identifying himself as the prophet entrusted with guiding humanity into the aeon of hours in the early 20th century. Aleister Crowley was born on October 12th, 1875, and he died December 1st, 1947. He does, and well, he had children and things of that nature, and there's a lot more information to be found. The individual in question here, Mr. Crowley, Crowley was, uh, you know, pretty much just a very immoral individual. That's why he was titled with being the most evil man alive. Uh, he 
was an individual who would take things to the extreme uh, regarding sexual perversion, uh, substance abuse, and dabbling in all kinds of dark arts and sorcery. Now, all of this is not truly a supernatural phenomenon in the, in the age he lived, in, the, in 1875 to 1947. There was no supernatural activity there. We've been living under submission to the natural realm, uh, you know, since God created mankind. There was, a, of course, a time where breach of the natural pattern would take place, what we would understand to be supernatural, miraculous, but that was... That had boundaries, it had a designation for a specific people in a specific day in our history, and it has since come to completion. It's been put away. It was designed for a purpose. The purpose was accomplished. We now have the perfect law of liberty. We now have everything we need. So therefore, the doors to the supernatural have closed. And in 1875 to through 1947 would have been long gone and about without any supernatural things. However, the mind is a tricky a tricky uh, engine, if you will. You know, it's a tricky thing that if you allow yourself influences and chemical uh, participation in narcotics, whether it be wine, hashish, cocaine, and various mixtures of the sort, which is sorcery. You just concoct yourself some kind of a uh elixir of sorts an elixir of sorts a potion of sorts right and uh, you you ingest that and large amounts of it while under the influence of uh gross extreme sexual perversion and all of that your mind will cease things your mind will see things you will uh, live in the realm of uh myth uh, and and fable and uh, you will no longer be able to differentiate or discern reality from a delusional state, a delusional mind. So these individuals think themselves to truly open the gate and enter the door into this kind of strange occultist supernatural realm where they experience ghosts and spirits and whatnots. No. Now, in their own mind, yes. And I, I speak, I don't speak... Listen, well, I speak, I don't speak, yeah. Contradicting myself real quick there. I understand where they're coming from. I've done the same thing. I've lived in that world. Uh, I've, I've entertained the occult and Satanism and uh, gratification of the flesh and the selfish need to deteriorate any God figure, but rather make ourselves God and flesh and serve the great dark master, you know, the Satan and all that kind of stuff. And so you you participate in all sorts of heightened sexual uh, activities and excursions uh, while under the hard, uh, uh, the hardlining intoxication of narcotics and various alcohols. And you, you, you know, you, you invoke these spirits, if you will, you invoke these demonic forces that are going to give you fame and fortune and give you all the women you want and all, all the riches you could ever, you know, want. And, and you kind of sell your soul to that idea. Well, Aleister Crowley's where that all comes from, because he's kind of the pioneer to a certain degree of that branch in his age, which remains today in the entertainment world. And again, 
in the entertainment world, I mean, the, you, you'll, you'll find uh, uh, all sorts of wicked things and practices that uh, re- uh, link themselves to Mr. Aleister Crowley. So he was a perverted man and a drug addict and an alcoholic and pretty much just a useless individual who uh, died and who infamously recorded his last words being something like, uh, you know, curse God and I wish I would have had more time to practice more sin and all that kind of stuff. You know, just wanted to go out with a bang and uh, I assure you he's been regretting his decisions ever since. But this is the man in which Ozzy Osbourne and his bassist, if I am reading the history properly, chose to write about. And, um, of course, the essence of Mr. Crowley's uh, evil ways, if you will, is found in the melody of the tune that was written by Ozzy Osbourne's band. And uh, there's always been these dark presences, you know, these these forces, if you will, that they attribute to, which is basically, again, just man's delusion uh, within the uh, realm of intoxication and well, loss of God. You lose God, you no longer have God, and what is true and, re- and real and, and loving in your life is going to be filled with all sorts of uh, sorcery. Nothing supernatural, but... Again, mixtures of things that will pollute your mind into living in to living something that is not real, believing things that are not real, and truly feeling that. Like I truly felt these things. I, you could not have removed me from those experiences. You know, it took a long while before I just came to myself and was like, none of that was real. It was all just because I allowed my mind to go away from God and into the realm of of uh, these practices. And what I find interesting is these individuals who are in the occult and Satanism and uh, they promote it and they, they think they live it so so uh, closely, um, they're all frauds. None of, they're all frauds and they truly do not know the craft in which they are tampering with, which is very dangerous because it's only influenced by Satan. But Satan's not found in satanism or in the occult satan is his influence is found in the church behind the pulpit among the elders Uh, he's a wolf in sheep's clothing he's a fraud he has a very cunning way to covertly hide his true identity in the church and he causes all sorts of pain in the church that's where satan's influence and where he truly is to him, looking at all these quote-unquote clowns who have created this circus claiming to be occultist and Satanist and that they are truly where Satan is found. And no, no, Satan's just like, I'm glad I have these fools, but I'm not concerned with them. They just, <laughs> they're doing all the work for me. I don't need to go chasing them. They want to go to hell. Go at, have at it, Satan says. You know, I don't, okay. Satan's efforts is in the church. He wants to be among the Christians. He wants to call himself a Christian. He wants to call himself a gospel preacher. He wants to be everywheres online. He wants to be uh, an individual whom you you support financially. He wants to be an individual whom you uh, promote and encourage and listen to and trust and, and think him to be some great scholarly 
uh, presence in the brotherhood and uh, oh he's righteous and he's upright and uh, you know he knows how to preach the gospel and uh, that's where Satan is that's where Satan is because within that realm Satan can destroy Christian families he can separate and dissolve and dismantle and discourage local works and he can do all those things that's where the wolf is found the influence of the snake is slithering within the local congregation he's among us in the fold he's climbed in through the window that's where satan is and it's important we know that because we christians when we're idle in the pews and we're not growing independent with our faith in christ we can't differentiate these things we side with the liars because well their lies are very well crafted and so we side with them we can't discern them and I'm, again, I've been guilty myself of not being capable of discerning these things and falling prey to Satan's influence in the church uh, within various brethren who uh, are very wicked and evil-hearted, but they present themselves in a way that uh, is quite, quite uh, a masquerade, to say the least. That's where Satan is found. We Christians tend to look at Hollywood and we tend to look at these individuals who promote Satanism and the occult and be like, see, there's Satan. He's not in the church. No, he is in the church. And scripturally speaking, you can find it all over the Bible from the Old Testament to the New. Within the fold, that's where you'll find him. That's what he's doing. Why would Satan even bother go to Adam and Eve? Come on, think with me. Ding, 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 ding. That's right. Why would he not be found somewhere outside the garden? Why is he in the garden? Because he has no concern for what's out there. It belongs to him anyways. He wants to go inside and destroy what belongs to God. That's where you'll find Satan. And let me tell you something else. These Satanists, whom I at times find quite humorous, though again, they present a very sinister charm and a, a very uh, eloquent sorcery. And, and they, they, they have certainly mastered their craft to present what their image is of uh, Satanism and what Satan would look like and what he would approve of and what kind of a sound he would have in music. And I am well aware that it is in influence. Man has influenced himself with the, uh, with the uh, uh, idol worship of this being they call Satan, but they don't even know Satan. That's what's so humorous to me and so foolish to me. They don't even know Satan. You can go to the head Satan priest in the local satanic temple and ask him, who was Jesus and what must a man do to be saved and what is the church Jesus built? He won't know. He won't know. He'll just say stuff like, oh, you know, Christianity. Exactly. You're a fool. You don't even know the craft in which you are seeking to grow in. You call yourself a Satanist? You don't even know Jesus. Let me tell you something. Satan and his demons, oh, they know exactly who Jesus Christ is, who he was. They know exactly which church belongs to Jesus. They know exactly how an individual is saved by Jesus. The devil and his demons know these things. So if you want to tell me you are uh, high in the ranks of Satanism and the occult, but you don't know who Jesus is and what the gospel truly preaches and teaches and all about the church which belongs to Christ and the plan of salvation and the proper mode of worship, if you don't know these things, I'm, I'm afraid to me, you, you're just a fraud. You, you, you claim to be a Satanist, but you, <laughs> you don't even know your own master, Satan. You don't even know what he knows. Let me tell you what makes a true Satanist, a true 
individual who is uh, influenced and uh, praises uh, Satan, an individual in the church calling himself a Christian, a wolf in sheep's clothing. He or she in the church knows. They know the true things of this life and the purpose therein. They know the Bible. They know the gospel. They know the church that belongs to Christ. They know the plan of salvation. They know the proper mode of worship. They know the truth. That's what makes a true Satanist one who knows the truth. Satan knew the truth. He just didn't want to follow it. He hated it. I, I know you know this makes sense. And you, I know you know that what I am saying has logic to it. Because it's scriptural. It's based in the principle of what the Bible reveals regarding the nature of Satan and his demons. So don't, why am I, do not be alarmed. Do not allow yourself to be uh, taken apart and losing your faith, lo losing your faith over these Hollywood kinds. Are they evil? Well, yeah. Was Mr. Crowley an evil individual? Yeah. Why? What made him evil? He chose to practice evil things. He chose to practice evil things. He could have repented. He could have changed his life. He could have become a Christian faithfully to Christ and be in paradise currently. He didn't. And not only is it such a tragedy that he chose to do what he done, only to die and be eternally punished in torment, is that he was a fraud anyways because he didn't know the true gospel of Jesus Christ. So he was not truly the, uh, the source in which I would anyone should trust in the occult. You want to trust someone in the occult? You, again, it's an individual who knows the truth but hates it. He sees what is genuine, but he hates it. He sees what is transparent, but he hates it. He sees what is love and kind and, you, and united. He sees those things and he hates it. So much so that he becomes envious and bitter and filled with strife and spite. He is the true Satanist and he's in the church and he's behind the pulpit and it has nothing to do with all these circuses out there who claim to be occultish and Satan worshipers and all these things. Ozzy Osbourne is a performer. He's an actor. He goes behind the stage. He goes on the stage behind the spotlight and he does his act. Okay. Marilyn Manson, same thing. Same thing. These people, <laughs> they're actors. It's what they do. They put on a picture. Um, I got into, um, several years ago now, into, uh, uh, what do you call that? Um, oh, man, I can't even think of the genre of the music. <sighs> black metal. There we go. It left my mind for a minute. Black metal. Black metal. Norwegian black metal and various other uh, geographical locations, eastern ways, northern men, uh, who are heathens and pagans who created this kind of very raw and um, evil music, if you will, called black, black, uh, uh, black metal. Uh, I couldn't understand it for the life of me. I couldn't stand black metal for many. I mean, it's just noise and people screaming. It's just, it's a violent, 
display of nonsense to me for a long time until I really took the time to find <clears throat> the proponents of its genre. Bands like Mayhem and bands like Behemoth. And then I started to just sit down, put the headphones on, and listen to the entire album from beginning to end and really try to find out why people are attracted to this noise and this garbage. And then, of course, I'm like, oh. Oh. Ah. I like this. I understand it now. I get what's going on. I see what's taking place here with it. And, of course, then I got to like the music because it's just entertainment. But these individuals are firmly convinced that who they are serving and what they are doing is for Satan. I mean, they've said as much. They've said as much. Uh, a band that used to exist in the black metal field that had made a lot of traction several years ago was called Gorgoroth. And its lead singer, Gaal, or Baal, or Gal or whatever, something like that. I mean, these, these are true, genuine dudes who live in the middle of nowheres in... Norwegian territory, whose life has been nothing but darkness and sin, who practice what they claim to be the occult or uh, Satanism. And when they were interviewed, and it's quite famous, it's done its rounds on YouTube, it was a viral video, you know, why are you doing what you are doing? Who are you? And this sleek, sinister-looking individual with the long black hair, and the everything is leather and dark, and he's got the small little mustache and the goatee, and he's drinking and swirling a glass of red wine in his castle of sorts in the middle of nowheres, and he's just like, Satan. You almost get a chill when he does it to you. Like, I knew it, I knew it. Satan. Well, these cats are entertaining at the very least. Okay, fine, but they're they're frauds. I mean, they're they're just actors. They don't really they're they hold no powers. Do they influence individual to individuals to follow them? Well, yeah. If you're not mature enough to understand their kind of music and what's taking place and everything, you will be swayed that way uh, towards that path. But a true Satanist, an individual who has truly delved into the dark arts and, and, and sorcery and that kind of stuff, listen, he will understand what he has and what he's playing with. That's why you won't find him out there. You'll find him in the church. That's where they truly are found. You got to know these things. Okay, so all of that together mashed into a bowl. That was Aleister Crowley. Okay, an English occultist. That's what, he, that's what he was. So the lyrics to Ozzy Osbourne's uh, song, we're going to put it up on the screen. There we go. Slide in my video, uh, my video feed. There we go. Mr. Crowley, bow, bow, bow. what went on in your head? Bow, ba -da 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 -da. Even the way it opens, right? Even the way it opens. And I've seen Ozzy Osbourne live few times black sabbath and i also have all the collections and everything you know let me see your cigarette lighters and everybody puts on the cigarette lighters and in comes the this uh this sound that just infiltrates your thoughts immediately and you're dived into this black mass of sorts right of course that's a terrible thing that I've just done to you but anyways 
if you listen to the song, you'll know it more accurately and know why I was doing those sounds. But it, that's how it begins, right? So you're like you're, you're participating in a black mass. The sound is there. You're in the cathedral of darkness, you know, and <laughs> here comes its chief poet. Out. <coughs> Excuse me, got a coughing going on. You know, this dark, sinister individual comes out and he's got the dark eyes and Mr. Crowley and he begins and the crowd roars with their cigarette lighters. And it's very charming. It'll bring you into that dark world. But it's a facade. It's a masquerade. It's an act. It's a show. It makes a lot of money. But it influences a lot of kids. A lot of kids who, if, they, if they've not been trained to discern right from wrong, they'll think that's reality. It isn't. It's the equivalent of watching uh, the WWF, which I have not done in like 20 years. My WWF days go back to, you know, I don't know, Rowdy Rowdy Piper and uh, the Ultimate Warrior, Hulk Hogan, all that kind of stuff. I pretty much stopped watching that a long time ago. But you, you see what I mean? Some people think that's real. Some people look at that and be like, that's real. Now, do they really get hurt? Yeah. But, I mean, it's it's an act. It's not really fighting. That's why I got more interested in, like, MMA stuff, where they really fight. <laughs> but anyways, okay, you get the point. So the lyrics here, Mr. Crowley. He's speaking of Aleister Crowley. And we've talked a bit about who Aleister Crowley was. So here's the lyric to this individual. What went on in your head? Like, what was swirling around in your brain cells there that would make you act the way you acted and do the things you were doing? And again, some of the stuff is so explicit, I just can't share it. Uh, because it would no longer be considered Christian content and discussion. And we have to have these discussions. I don't know anybody else who does these things. It, it, these is discussions. Your kids are listening to this kind of music. Your kids have these ideas. And we parents need to know that, and we need to be well-versed in it so we can have discussions about these things. It just is what it is. You're not going to conquer and be victorious over the temptations of this world if your head's in the sand. And your conscience is so tender that you can't deal with what the world is doing so that we can have the armor of God and be able to uh, conquer these things, okay? Anyhow, bit of an excursion. Back to the lyric, Mr. Crowley, what went on in your head? Yeah, what was going on in there? What was turning around with those two brain cells in there? What was going on? Oh, Mr. Crowley, did you talk to the dead? Because, I mean, that's what he thought he could do. In his mind, he thought, I can tap into the supernatural realm. I can tap into that. And I can speak to the dead. And you know people today still believe that. They still think that our long-lost loved ones, you know, they see us and they interact with us and they take the form of birds and butterflies or whatever we want and they can talk to us. And we go to these tarot card readers and we go to these, uh, what do you call them? Uh, uh can't, oh man, can't know. They're around today. It's, it's all a fraud, by the way. It's all nonsense. It's an illusion, like a magician making a trick in front of you, and you're like, how did you do that? That's impossible. You've just done something supernaturally. Not at all. The individual has studied human personality, he has studied the art of the magician's craft. He can do things with a slick hand movement, he can do things to have you think a certain way. He can manipulate you and make you think he is producing some kind of supernatural thing, but he can't. He ain't talking to the dead. There ain't no ghosts floating around among us who are caught in some kind of 
realm. None of that is true. None of it. And I speak as one who believed in all of it. I was knee deep, well, let me say neck deep into all of it and believed it. And I would have punched you in the face if you would have told me it was not true. I used to be that guy. Ouija board kind of dude, you know, I, I believed in all of it. It's not real. Does it further furnish evil in this life, in this world? It does, but it's not real. It's not authentic. Mr. Crowley, what went on in your head? Did you talk to the dead? Your lifestyle to me seemed so tragic with the thrill of it all. You know, the, the, the fast life, fast women, fast drugs, diving into places and things that you were unaware of that are to be a mystery, if you will, and just seemed like such a tragic waste of human life. This, of course, interestingly, coming from Ozzy Osbourne, who did the exact same thing. But that's the irony of it. That's the, that's, that's the contamination of this uh, questioning. You know, um, Ozzy living century, a century ahead, uh, and plus so, but yet still asking these questions. With, with the thrill of it all, ACDC would say, shoot to thrill, play to kill. Too many women with too many pills. I should do the black, the Back in Black album. They got some pretty heavy lyrics and all that. But anyways, with the thrill of it all, you fooled all the people with magic. He, he gets it. That's what it is. It's not real. It's an illusion. But you give, an, you give a person enough drugs. Again, we used to do this. You bring someone in the fold... Individuals who are not accustomed to this kind of uh, dark world, if you will. And uh, you give them enough drugs and alcohol. And if they're naive, if they're green, if they're innocent, uh, you'll have them believe anything you want them to believe. And uh, they can be easily manipulated. That's how they got me. You waited on Satan's call, he says. You fooled all the people with magic. That's how these magicians can do that. Now, if you see it through the lens of a faithful Christian mind, you see it as entertainment. You see it as just the jester dancing. You throw him a few coins and be like, thank you for the dance. All right. But most people in this world, they don't have God in their mind. So when they are uh, sat be be before these kind of influences, they believe it. They believe it. It, 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 it's it's tragic, isn't it? Your lifestyle to me seemed so tragic. With the thrill of it all, you fooled all the people with magic. Yeah, you waited on Satan's call. Well, the individual himself just influenced himself with what he created in his image. He created Satan in his own image, but it's not truly Satan he was following. Though in his own mind, he thought it was. The same, the same thing in Christianity, a great many times individuals create Christianity according to their own image. They make the Christ out to be what they want him to be when he is... That, that, that's not the real Christ, though. That's not truly Jesus. The Jesus you've created 
is yours, built by the mind of flesh and blood. That's not the Jesus you read in the Bible. That's not the true, authentic, genuine Jesus who walked this earth 2,000 years ago in Jerusalem. It's the same thing with the Satanist. Here's what we want Satan to look like. Here's what we want Satan to sound like. Here's what we want Satan to do for us. You've created Satan in your own image, but the, the true, authentic Satan, he don't hear you, dude. He already has you. He ain't concerned with you. Satan knows who Jesus is. Satan knows which church belongs to Jesus. Satan knows how one becomes a Christian, how one worships God. Satan is in the church. He's climbed in through the window, and he's destroying Christians in the local assembly. That's what he does. He devours. that. He ain't with Mr. Crowley. He ain't with Ozzy Osbourne, and he ain't in Hollywood. Okay. You waited on Satan's call. Mr. Charming. Oh, there's a charm to it. I assure you. There's a charm in this elixir of sensational mysticism, you know. Did you think you were pure? Like, did you think you were truly the authentic gem and source and pioneer of this endeavor in which you can talk to the dead? Such a tragic life. Mr. Alarming. Oh, yes, you would do these things in nocturnal rapport. A child of darkness, a child of the night, participating in gross homosexual activity and fornication and adultery and bestiality and violence and torture and blood and drugs and alcohol. Oh, it's alarming. It shocked the most calloused individuals. Those who thought themselves to be sinners would participate in a night with Mr. Crowley and be like, this dude's nuts. Like, I'm all with fornication and drinking a bit of wine, but this guy's with the pigs. He's fornicating with pigs. He's, he's, he's violent. He, he mistreats women in such disgusting sexual ways. I mean, I can't, some couldn't even go back to the, to the whole thing. Some were like traumatized for life. It's charming. He charms you into the lair. Once you're in the lair, you find yourself so intoxicated and participating in such a, some of the most deviant fleshly desires known to mankind. It's alarming in nocturnal rapport. Child of the night, of darkness, of sin. Say, um, Ozzy also wrote a song on the Bark at the Moon album called Waiting for Darkness. Can't stand the light, waiting for darkness. There's another one I should do. This is fascinating to me. This is fun to me. Why? Because these things exist, and we need to know these people are not real. It's not real. It'll captivate you. It will influence you. It will lead you down a dark path if you are not capable of discerning it, pointing it out, talking about it like we are. But for those who can and know... Just a song, some words, made by individuals who chose to live in sin. He keeps going, uncovering things that were sacred. Yeah, sacred things within the dark realm. They're to be known, they're to be kept hidden in a way, run away from it, manifest on this earth. Of course. 
Judas did walk on this earth, did he not? Judas Iscariot? Was he not within the fold? The apostleship? Was he not a friend to Jesus? He betrayed Jesus. See, you want to really know what a true Satanist is? What did Jesus say to Peter when Peter said, I won't allow it, you will not go away and be killed. We're not going to allow that to happen. We're going to stop it from happening. You cannot allow, no way, you're not going to Jerusalem to be killed. What did, what did Jesus say to him? Be, get behind me, Satan. Did he call Herod Satan? Oh, now I got you thinking, don't I? Because I had to think. I had to think when I was reading the Bible and being like, hey, that's right. Where was Caesar? Did he call, Sa call Caesar Satan? Who did he say Satan? Judas, Peter, people in the church, people in the fold, people who followed Jesus. Again, you can't reason with me. Reason with me. If you've read enough Bible, you know these things to be true. You want to know where these dark things had been uncovered and walked on this earth? Judas Iscariot betrayed his best friend. Lied about him. Was greedy. Ah, conceived in the eye of a secret, he says, and they scattered the afterbirth. Now that's a story of itself. I'm not going to get into that, but if you Google search and you do your own studies, you'll know why he said, and they scattered the afterbirth. It's kind of a, it's, it's, of all the things that have been said thus far, I can go with, but saying that they scattered the afterbirth goes back with the idea that Aleister Crowley was born with a swastika on his chest and stuff like that. It's just, it's nonsense. Again, it's to uh, sensationalize the story of the man who was just a wicked, evil man who did a whole bunch of sin and died and hated God. The lyric keeps going. Mr. Crowley, won't you ride my white horse? You know what that is? You know what that means? Ah, can't you smell that smell? Dun, dun. You know what the white horse is? We did a, a lyric, analyzed the lyric from Ozzy called Crazy Train. Have you ever gone off the rails of a crazy train? You know what that is? It's cocaine. La yeyo. Yeyo. Cocaine. Mr. Crowley, it's symbolic, of course. Approaching a time that is classic. I hear maidens call. Approaching a time that is drastic. Standing with their backs to the wall. A time of open evil and rebellion all over again. The sign of the age in which we live in where publicly so, once again, we are evil. Uh, these individuals who participate in gross sec uh, sexual immorality and gross sinful activities of all kinds and hardcore narcotics and everything, um, they are well aware that this world belongs to them and they can keep on polluting it. It's fallen and they can bring generations and seasons of... Uh, murder and, and, and violence and war and sin and it, it's just approaching a time that is classic. They love this. They, 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 they live for it. The, the children of disobedience live for these things. I hear maidens call the whispering wind. Robert Plant would say, stairway to heaven. Did we do stairway to heaven? 
I don't think we did, did we? We should do Stairway to Heaven. We should do Stairway to Heaven. Approaching a time that is drastic. Standing with their backs to the wall. Was it polemically sent? I want to know what you meant. I want to know. I want to know what you meant. Yeah. And there goes Randy Rhodes into a, a beautiful solo. I think it was Randy Rhodes. Yeah, Blizzard of Oz and Diary of a Madman, I think. Randy Rhodes. Randy Rhodes, man. He's, he's the dude, man. He was just a magician on the guitar. Anyways, so there's the lyrics, right? Again, speaking of this man called Aleister Crowley. You, uh, won't you ride my white horse? Want to get high with me? It's symbolic, of course. Everything's symbol. And uh, Mr. If, if you Google images of uh, Crowley, uh, Aleister Crowley, you'll see these symbols. Symbols of the occultism. All of it, like triangles, the all-seeing eye, um, all that kind of stuff. And let me tell you something. There is a global power, globalist and power and entity of this occult and Satanism uh, in our um, academic institutions, the faculties of the highest power, in our government and its highest powers, in uh, uh, what else? Uh, the entertainment world, obviously, music, movies, sports. Uh, they these individuals do gather together. They have seances. They have sacrifices. They drink blood. They eat flesh, and they they uh, participate in the things Aleister Crowley did. They do. I mean, this is what they do. I mean, they're a bunch of clowns to me. Sad souls that have chosen to um, uh, live in such a way that they will be eternally damned. I feel for them. I do. They are human beings who chose to do this. I. I wish they'd repent and, and know the truth. There's more power in God than there ever will be in following some kind of an image that you've made of your of Satan in your mind. Or you know, it's just approaching a time that is classic, I hear maidens call. The Iron Maiden. I should do a maiden song. I really like maiden. Metallica. There's a lot of music we can do. We can go in the metal realm. We can do in the rock realm. Realm. We can do country. I like if the music has that that mojo. I call it. You know that inner soul. That thing. Uh, I like the music. I listen to classical music. I can sit down at night, put classical music on. I, I enjoy it greatly. Orchestra. Approaching a time that is classic, standing with their backs to the wall. Speaking, of course, of these. Um, these temples, these seances, these rituals, these shrines, these traditions uh, from individuals who don't even know who Satan really is, nor Jesus. And you cannot truly, you know what, let me ask you, those who, became, those who got closest to Satanism and the occult came from the deep roots of uh, the Delta Blues genre. Yeah, because they were all born and raised in a belief system, in a church, and uh, got to know the love of Jesus and turned around and uh, what they would call going to the crossroads and selling their souls for this blues sound. And blues is evil because blues is in the mind of a man to make evil because it all roots itself to money. 
one way or another. But they are the ones that got it closest. They got it closest, more so than Ozzy Osbourne, Marilyn Manson, and various others. Now you have bands such as Ghost, who are open Satanists. They openly proclaim it in such a way that is different. And I mean, they make they make good music. They're good musicians. These people can play musical instruments and sing very well. But again, uh, yeah, no, you'll have to go to places like Robert Johnson, uh, Muddy Waters, Howlin' Wolf, and these characters to get closer to something that would essence the true core of um, Satanism, I guess, to what they, again, have created in their own thoughts. Don't get <laughs> keep that in mind. All right. All right. Anyway, some words in there you can... Go ahead and look into for yourself, but uh, that's the uh, that's the gist of it. Not all right. Uh, I do appreciate your kind attention, obviously, and uh, checking into these things with me. Hopefully, you find some kind of value in there and knowing a bit better what was going on and what's taking place. But uh, there it is, Mister Crowley, performed by Ozzy Osbourne. Talked a bit about the who that was and who that wasn't. Stefan Maia is my name. <clears throat> this is the Early Bird Podcast Sessions. And uh, please subscribe, like, follow, rumble, comments, share, all that kind of good stuff. And please consider signing up to addedsouls.locals.com. And uh, you might find something in there you uh, would like to support. Good stuff. Stay focused. Stay positive. Lord willing, tomorrow we'll find ourselves uh, into the study session. Look at the itinerary. Look at the itinerary. You might find something in there you like to follow. All right. Peace out.